Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior and our soon coming King, seated at the right hand of God Almighty. And to family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes among friends and family, and to the standing between the living and the dead family, uh, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service family members. My beloved, tonight this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International uh, with the White House daily reading of the chronological Bible episode, if you will, number 608, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the Word of God as a single true story and uh, to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading Proverbs chapter 16 verses 1 through 15. shall we pray and I want to encourage you to pray do not play and do not stray I'm talking to the people of God the people that Jesus knows and will not say in the end I never knew ye ye workers of iniquity Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace tonight. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, seated at your right hand. Your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. And just like, Lord, you sent your Son the first time, we know that he will come back a second time. 
And so, Lord, help us all by your grace to keep the blessed hope alive in our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits, and to edify others uh, in that regard. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have indeed bestowed upon me and my family, ministry, and no doubt thousands of others. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor. But you have taught me not to pray so much we anymore. For there was a time when the pastor bowed his head, everybody would pray and not play and stray for the most part. Not everybody, but most would pray and took that as a solemn time. But you taught me and you showed me that most people are not praying. And so you have taught me not to say we because we ain't praying, it's just me praying. And so Lord, I thank you for helping me not to waste my breath, but to pray earnestly myself and hopefully, Lord, you will hear my prayers in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, bless the people and help the people. And Holy Father God, we individually confess our sins, those of us who are saved and born again. This is something else you taught me not to do anymore, and that is to pray for forgiveness for everybody, for everybody is not willing to confess their sins or to repent. And so, and some people are not even saved to even know what we're talking about. So, Lord, thank you for leading and guiding in that area as well. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us. Lord of our sins for those of us who are saved and born again and who are willing to confess their sins. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, tonight that you would indeed save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning. And Holy Father God, save the, save the religious and lost and the irreligious and lost. And Lord, that would include my wife, Marika White. Help her to lay aside her pride and confess uh, her sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in a real sense and repent. And I do thank you, Lord, that she is uh, here with me tonight helping in the ministry. But uh, I do not believe based upon her, her record uh, down through the years uh, that she is saved. Religious uh, and will do what she is told for the most part 
but not saved. So, Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, not only for her, but for other people in our family, her mother, her aunts, uh, my mother, my sisters, and all of our family members, many of them religious and lost, some irreligious and lost. You know who they are. And I pray, Lord, the same for other families who have a similar situation. I pray for husbands who are too afraid to address this issue with their wives, that you would save their wives as well, or save them and save their children, uh, who are church attenders and who have been church attenders in the past, uh, but not born again. We pray this, Lord, for everybody uh, in this country and around the globe, that you would open up blinded eyes and stop deaf ears, for that is another thing that you've shown me uh, very clearly, that many, many people in the church who say that they're saved and on their way to heaven are lost and on their way to hell. And, Lord, I don't, as you know, I don't want to be the person to have to bring this up and to deal with this. And I don't want to be the person to have to pray for my own wife to be saved and uh, who has been deceived by the devil and is lost uh, and others in our family. But somebody has to do it. And uh, because this is a huge problem, for we can't uh, help people to understand they need to repent and get right with you and start doing right if they don't have you in their lives, if they are not born again, uh, if they're not saved, we would be starting at the wrong starting point, which is not a starting point at all. And so, Holy Father God, we pray... Uh, Tonight, at the same time, uh, Lord, unfortunately and fortunately, that you would cast out uh, the satanic strongholds, uh, the devil and the demons of hell, and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Out of my wife's life, Marika White, as she knows, as she is standing right here with me, uh, not in the pulpit, of course. Uh, as she knows, I have been praying that prayer for her for over 34 years. And uh, you have uh, restrained the devil and kept him back from hindering your ministry and your work or, and from hindering the children from making progress. And I thank you for the privilege, the joy, the blessing in having also completed uh, the greatest task that you've ever given me outside of preaching your holy gospel, and that is raising my seven children with my wife. Uh, it was the most joyful time of my life, uh, the most fun time of my life outside of preaching the gospel and preaching your holy word. And Lord, even from one of my worst children, uh, it was a great run uh, of us serving the Lord together every day, living by faith, extremely exciting. And Lord, I pray now after such a wonderful, magnificent, 
uh, time together with great, great precious memories. I pray that they will not forget what they have been taught and that if nothing else, they would obey what they wrote in their own books based upon the Bible. If they don't want to obey your word, if they don't want to obey what I told them, Lord, help them to obey what they wrote with their own little fingers in their own books based upon your holy word and not let the devil and devilish people turn them around from you. For you will, as you will do with anybody, you will chastise them, rebuke them, and every blessing that they have gained will be destroyed. And so, Lord, help them to understand that and to remember that. And as I told them, Lord, before they all departed, the worst thing that I can do for you is pray for you, which is truly the best thing. But it may not, it may not feel like the best thing to you. And so, if you're trying to do evil, and Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would indeed deliver each and every one of us tonight who named the name of Christ from temptation, evil, and sin. And grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, live right, think right, and do right, and do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, help us all who name the name of Christ to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins and to get back to you, our first love, by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit. And Holy Father God, we pray tonight that for those of us who are saved by your grace, help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Lift all of our burdens and uh, troubles and cares and worries and fears from our feeble hearts. And fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable. Your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart at all times. And Holy Father God, deliver us with lessons learned from all distresses and afflictions. And I thank you for all of them. As you know, Lord, I don't, I don't know how you wired me to, uh, to operate in the calling that you uh, called me to do uh, and to serve. But I do know uh, you have given me the grace to uh, be thankful for and appreciative of distresses and afflictions, tribulations and troubles, 
trials and temptations and tests and tensions and sometimes all of it coming at you at once. And, uh, and then thorns in the flesh. I love it all. <laughs> Lord, you just wired me. My, my, my wife and children know this very well. I've said this many times. How that you have wired me in a certain way where those things do not bother me. I relish them. I relish in them. I use them by your grace and according to your direction as grist and gravel to gain ground and to get things done for the kingdom. I cannot explain it myself. Uh, I, I, like everyone, uh, would like to have an easy road and an easy life, but I learned a long time ago from your servant Ian Majors uh, that there's no easy road for the Christian, and especially for those who are called to preach in the way that you've called me to preach, which has been the privilege of my life. And as I told you this morning, Lord, I'm just where Paul is, Paul was rather, that is in a straight betwixt two. I know people still need help down here, but uh, it'll be far better, uh, Lord, for me to go on up a little higher. But I'm willing to stay here to keep on preaching your word and teaching your holy word so that others, so that the saints can be edified and encouraged to fight on and so that pastors and bishops and preachers and evangelists will be encouraged to do what they know they should do and most of all so that lost people, lost in this world who have no clue uh, can see the signpost of the gospel preached from this pulpit. Lord, uh, you've given me the greatest honor that you can give any man, and I'm so thankful, and at the same time, I know I'm so undeserving. I don't know why you chose me. I don't know why you used me. I don't know why you have shown me so much favor. I don't know why you have blessed me so much. Lord, you know I know I don't deserve it. But I give you the glory, praise, and honor. Now, Lord, help me go on before you get me to crying again in front of these people. So let me, Lord, Lord, I say respectfully, I ask respectfully and humbly, let me go and let me do what I am supposed to do here tonight. And hold back the tears of joy that I have ever present with me and I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight Lord that uh, I thank you that I love the tribulations I thank you Lord that I love the troubles and the trials and the uh, temptations tests persecution from family members friends and foes and people who don't even know me Lord I thank you for the afflictions I thank you for the distresses I thank you Lord for my own wife being a thorn in the flesh for over 34 years. And she didn't know and she does not know, I have told her. But she has propelled me to do more for God than I would have done if she was a virtuous and wonderful, cheerful and joyful, uh, sweet uh, woman, wife and mother. 
For I would have been more taken up with her and taking cruises and taking trips and buying her this and that and that and this if she was that kind of wife. Uh, but uh, Lord, uh, I give you the glory, praise, and honor for allowing things to happen the way they are because your word is true. All things work together for the good to them who love you and who are called according to your purpose. I cannot explain all of that, but Lord, I know you can. And you will to each of your children as you see fit. And so, Holy Father God, I pray tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for everything. And Lord, thank you in the words of Bob Hope. Thank you for the memories. And so, Holy Father God, let me go so that I can do the job you've called me to do. And uh, I praise you and I thank you for all that you have done. And I pray that you would deliver us still from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, uh, student uh, progress problems. For we have now another bogus legal issue. And I pray that you would drive it into the ground and destroy it once again. Uh, for no one really has been successful at uh, harming the ministry through bogus lying lawsuits. And I pray that you raise up thousands of faithful Christian people who love you to stand with us, to support us as we go through this again. And Holy Father God, I do pray uh, that you would protect millions from a housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, and utilities crisis. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would bless and protect my family and all other families that name the name of Christ. Protect us all, Lord, who are truly born again and saved from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will place upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us all with the band of your holy angels and the wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And Lord, I pray special protection upon all of my children and all of the children of your servants around the world. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Oh, I feel like singing, but I dare not do so. Tears of joy. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, as I always say, 
and as I always mean, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to pray before you, but to also read the Word of God to you. Tonight we're at Proverbs chapter 16, verses 1 through 15. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord, though hand join in hand he shall not be unpunished. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. A divine sentence is in the lips of the king his mouth transgresseth not in judgment. A just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the weights of the bag are his work. It is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness, for the throne is established by righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him that speaketh right. The wrath of a king is as messengers of death, but a wise man will pacify it. In the light In the light of the king's countenance is life, and his favor is as a cloud of the latter rain.
shall we pray. Holy Father God in heaven, Lord, I praise you and I thank you so much for your holy word. Have it to bury bury itself in our hearts, to find a hiding place where we will never forget it in a spiritual sense and that we would love it more and meditate on it more and cherish it more and obey it more and apply it to our lives more each and every word by your grace by the power of your Holy Spirit and then Lord help us to teach it more once we learn it help us to uh, preach it more and help us to preach your Holy Gospel in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake Amen Every time I finish praying, I feel like singing. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved, This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense, podcast number 992, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah uh, chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And so, beloved, the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and prayer that the church would be revived and that people in the world who don't know Christ would be saved from the wrath of God to come and from the eternal burning hell to come to those who don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ before they leave this ball 
called earth and I want to pause right there because the way that you can avoid going to hell and I'll let other pastors tell you about all of the wonderful blessings that God can bestow upon your life and may bestow upon your life in this life I, I'm not too concerned to I'm not too concerned about this life I'm concerned about you getting saved from hell in the next life and being a part of God's divine reset in heaven in the next life that's my calling I'll leave it to other pastors and priests to tell you about the wonderful blessings that you may have you can have uh, if you obey the Lord and follow the Lord after you are saved my job is to get you saved from hell and so Jesus Christ said the most loving most magnificent and most wonderful words ever said in the history of the world to mankind when he said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life so salvation from hell begins with God you understand that you deserve to go to hell from Adam and Eve until now because of our rebelliousness against God our pride against God our stubbornness against God our wanting to do what we want to do like a Jamaican woman told me the other night she said we Jamaican women like to do what we want to do we want we don't want anybody to tell us what to do that's how we all are uh, for the most part uh, we want to be footloose and fancy free and do what we want to do when we want to do it and that's not how God's uh, word works God made us and so God has the right to tell us how he wants us to live to be in fellowship with him doesn't matter whether you like it or not and he gave us ten commandments and many other principles and precepts and we all have broken his Ten Commandments because the Bible says if you break one you break them all but most of us of age we have broken most of them let me help you if you have forgotten have you ever lied before have you ever stolen anything from anybody before including your parents when you were a child or your guardian you know like the change in the jaw that was sitting on the dresser have you ever lusted after anybody or anything have you ever coveted what other people have have you ever disobeyed dishonored disrespected your parents or your guardians whoever was over you have you ever dishonored God by cursing with his name and taking his name in vain 
You know he's God. Who would think of something like that? But God. Who would say something like that but God? The truth of the matter is most of us in this uh, sanctuary of the world in multiple countries we all have sinned against God in these ways and more and we are guilty before God we are like criminals before God we are certainly sinners before God and we deserve to go to hell because of our sins The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then the Bible says the wages of sin is death. In other words, the paycheck that you're going to get for all of the sins you have committed against God in this life is death. You didn't know the reason why you die is because of your sins, your sinful nature and your sinful choices. It's not because of the coronavirus. It's not because of cancer. It's not because of cardiac arrest. It's not because of a car crash. That's just a means of death. The real reason why you die and the real reason why you are on death row is because of your sinful nature, which is a sin factory. Your sinful nature comes up with sins to commit and do. You choose to sin against God. And what God wants you to know, that yes, it is appointed on a man once to die. But after this, but after this, the judgment. God wants you to understand. God loves you very much. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sins, to pay your sin debt. And all you have to do is believe in him. But he wants you to understand now that if he allows you to die because of your sins, and he will, that's a bad thing, by the way. Death is not fun. Death is not pretty. Death is not something you ought to take in your own hands and do to try to escape the pain of this world. Uh, death is, is, is uh, the termination of life. Don't believe these philosophers uh, who tell you that uh, uh, otherwise. Death is the ending of life on this earth. However, if you do not trust Jesus Christ as Savior in this life before you die, you will go to a devil's hell where the fire is never quenched. And everybody is going to be judged for what they have done. But you will immediately go to the flames of hell 
where the fires never quench, and you will be in hell and the lake of fire forever and forever. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible, and sad to say, more than most preachers living today. If sinful, wicked mankind and judges and police officers, and yes, they're sinful and wicked just as we are, for we all have sin and come short of the glory of God. And they all will be judged themselves one day by God. But be that as it may, if they can put us in jail or in prison, then why can't God allow you to put yourself in hell by not believing in the Lord Jesus Christ? Because he doesn't put you there, you put yourself there. Why? Because you love your sin and you love darkness more than you love light and righteousness in God. You love the work, uh, you, you love the devil and the works of the devil more than you love Jesus Christ and his works. And that's the reason why you will go to hell. Jesus Christ paid for your sin debt. He paid for your sins that you committed by shedding his blood on the cross and dying. He was buried and rose on the third day. And all you have to do is believe in him. Trust in him. Pray and ask him. Call on his name and ask him to save your soul. And he will save you. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe in your heart in Jesus Christ. Believe in his gospel, for he is the gospel, and that he lived a holy and pure life. He never sinned in word, thought, or deed. He was born of a virgin. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, so he is the eternal, holy, sacrificial Lamb of God, Passover Lamb of God for all of mankind. Red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in his sight. He's the Lamb of God who died for our sins and paid our sin debt so that we can go free. And believing in him, believing on him, is like uh, how the uh, Israelites had to do by putting the hand upon the head of the lamb or the sacrificial animal. Uh, this is our way uh, of receiving Christ as our Savior. Believing in him, believing on him. causes us to get saved. And they had to also on Passover night put the blood on the doorposts shaped like a cross. You cannot make this stuff up, people. This really happened. Only God can do all of that. All of those predictions fulfilled, all of those symbols uh, 
from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Only God could put that together. And all you have to do, my dear sinner friend, is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray and ask him to forgive you of your sins. Pray and ask him to come into your life and to save your soul. And if you're ready to get saved tonight, my dear friend, and you are right now believing in your heart in the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, let's pray together the sinner's prayer. Follow me, phrase by phrase, in the sinner's prayer. This may be your last chance to get saved. Let tonight, let tonight be the night. Let's pray together. Holy Father God, I realize tonight that I am a sinner. And I admit that I have sinned grievously in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon me. Help me to lay aside my pride. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my ungodly sins and ways. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and to my uh, spirit and save my soul tonight. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil ways, all of them, and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you truly believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and you truly meant that prayer that you just prayed according to the Word of God, the Holy Bible, may I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and calling upon his name. Now to help you grow in the faith, go right now to, or a little bit later after this Bible study, to gospel, just, just write it down right now. It's not, it's not that hard, it's not difficult, it's not that long. Gospel, light, L-I-G-H-T, society, Dot com and read my book free of charge 
what to do after I enter through the door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And you have just believed in him. You have just prayed the sinner's prayer. And so you have entered through the door. Now, as you read this book, in just a few steps, you, you will know what you need to do next so that you can become the strong Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Also, please email us and let us know that you got saved tonight by believing in Jesus Christ and so that we can rejoice with you and also send you some more materials to help you grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. You can email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com And so, dear friends, at this time we will resume our service, the Standing Between the Living and the Dead service, already in progress, if you will, in a Bible study, and this will be your first Bible study as a born-again Christian as we read Malachi chapter 4 verse 1. For behold the day cometh that shall burn as an oven and all the proud yea and all that do wickedly shall be stubble and the day that cometh shall burn them up saith the Lord of hosts that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. And dear friends, I just read in your hearing Malachi 4.1, and so you have to believe that passage because uh, apparently we're not too far from a day like that. In other words, uh, it's conceivable based upon the heat that we are dealing with today and how that just from a spark, nothing but grass catches on fire and runs upon the houses today in Texas and burns houses down and burns people out. So it's conceivable that one day what you just read uh, will come to pass. Now here is the sense of it, here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost and with Dr. Matthew Henry. Here is a reference to the first and to the second coming of Christ. God has fixed the day of both. Those who do wickedly, who do not fear God's anger, God's wrath, God's punishment, God's chastisement, God's rebuke, shall feel it. It is certainly to be applied to the day of judgment when Christ shall be revealed in flaming fire to execute judgment on the proud and all that do wickedly. Glory be to God in the highest. 
in both Christ is a rejoicing light to those who serve him faithfully. By the Son of Righteousness, we understand Jesus Christ. Through him, believers are justified and sanctified, and so are brought to see light. His influences render the sinner holy, joyful, and fruitful. That is, because of what he did on the cross, and because of, by the grace of God, that individual believing in Jesus Christ. Favor and blessings do come if you follow Christ, once you believe in Christ and obey him. And I, I just want to say here, uh, somehow, some way, many, many so-called church folks uh, have been bamboozled by the devil in the thinking that just because they are in Christ, they are going to be blessed and highly favored. Uh, no, ma'am. No, sir. I don't know where you got that from, but it came from hell. See, by your being in Christ and having Christ in you, more importantly, the Christ in you will propel you from the inside out. If you would allow me to use the terminology to push you and to nudge you towards righteousness. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You have to climb over Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Word of God, and everything else to be proud, stubborn, rebellious, disobedient, to commit fornication, to commit adultery, to commit homosexuality, to lie, to cheat, to steal. That's a whole lot. And if you are saved, after a while, by and by, you're going to learn how to fear the Lord because if you, if you do that, you understand me? If you tried climbing over Christ and ignoring the Holy Spirit and walking in the flesh and acting like the devil and painting the town red, if you are God's child, first of all, that's going to bother you to no end if you are God's child. That's the first form of chastisement, by the way. Broken fellowship. Mm -hmm. But after a while, by and by, he's going to take you to the woodshed. And you're not going to know what hit you, but it will hit you hard because you're his child and you've been bought with a price and you're not going to uh, do him like that. God does not play that. Jesus does not play that. Okay? And, and, and you're going to learn something that we just got to read about. You're going to learn how to feel the Lord. Look at me real good. I'm not playing, and more importantly, God's not playing. You're going to learn how to feel the Lord, and you're going to say with Dr. T.D. Jakes one day, I bet you I won't do that again. Amen, lights. Amen, lights. I'm talking to the people of God. I'm not talking to uh, lost church folks, because they don't know what I'm talking about. They have no idea what I'm talking about, about chastisement. Broken fellowship. That's the first line of chastisement. That pain that you can't drink away, you can't drug away, you can't sleep away. You can go to bed and try to sleep. You go to sleep a little bit. Wake up, that pain is still there. That broken fellowship pain is something else. There's no pills for that. 
I say there's no pills for that. So stop taking all of your drugs to get over your sin pain, your broken fellowship pain, your whoring around as a Christian pain, your whoremonging around as a Christian pain, your homosexual around and lesbian around as a Christian, born again Christian pain, pain, pain. You might as well get rid of those pills. Tylenol is not going to do it. Advil is not going to do it. Pills you get from the doctor. One starts with an A. I can't think of it right now. That's supposed to make you go to sleep and, and be at rest and all of that. You know it. You, you're saying it right now with your mouth. You're mouthing it right now because you have it in your jaw. Keep on taking these pills, people. You're going to wake up dead. You can't drive this pain away. No. The only way you get rid of this pain is when you come before God and you're honest with God. And you confess the evil that you've done against Him. And, and, and don't think it's going to leave immediately. Because God is way smarter than what you give Him credit for. He wants to see whether or not you mean it. Uh, are you going to repent of it? Or are you going to meet up with Bo Peep one more time? Are you going to meet up with Sylvia one more time for one last time? You know, you're saying in your mind, you know, uh, that you just want to go say bye. You tell your girlfriends, I just want to say bye to him one time. No, you want one more time of the road in the hay. That's what you want. The devil is a lie. That's what you really want. You want that one more, that one more uh, goodbye sex thing, which will continue on and on and on and on until you repent, until you truly mean business with God. And that pain that God will allow and cause will be there. Your conscience will not be clear. Your spirit will be troubled if you're a child of God. Now, if you're not a child of God, you're not going to feel any of that. None of that. That's how you know that you're not saved. See, saved people cannot. I said cannot. Hear me well. This is probably the most important thing that you hear tonight. Saved people cannot. I said cannot live in sin without great pain, great chastisement, great trouble, great rebuke. And all saved people know it. You wonder why some Christians don't run with you anymore? Because they know better. They're not stupid. <laughs> I say this with great confidence and great boldness because I know my God. He doesn't play that. Because he taught me well. That's why I can tell you that. Oh, he taught me very well. Uh, he taught me very well a long time ago. I can tell you when he started on me. And I say with the old folks, you don't want to get God started. Because God will put you in the wilderness until you learn your lesson. And God has all the time in the world. See, you don't. <laughs> but God does. God is not in time. He don't mind you being 40 years in the wilderness until you learn your lesson. It doesn't bother him at all. And if you don't, if you want more pain than that, 
God does not mind. He doesn't want to do this to you, but God will take a child. You, you, you're neglecting your children, and you're divorcing, and remarrying, and risking the life of your children, and, and all of that, and trying to be cute, more concerned about a career, and making some money, instead of taking care of your child. He'll take your child. Look at me real good. I'm not playing. I, I would never say that if I didn't believe it. He'll, he'll take a precious family member. You say, well, why would you say something like that? I'm just telling you the truth because God does not play. He wants you and he wants all of you. He gave you the child as a blessing. And you don't, you, gotta, you don't appreciate the blessing? You want to divorce and remarry and whore around and whore mong around? Go on. Child of God. He'll take your child. He'll take your wife. He'll take your husband. Because he gave them to you, by the way. Unless you forgot. You didn't gain them. You didn't do anything to get them. You may think you did. But God is the one who blessed you. And regarding the children... You know, I believe God's attitude is, yes, it's painful for you, but not for him, because he has the children with him on his lap. Do you hear me? See, only a prophet can tell you that, and look you straight in the face and tell you that. Because I know it's true. I've seen God do this to get people's attention. Oh, and that, oh, that'll, bring, that'll bring mommy and daddy back together. I can't hear nobody. Amen lights. Oh yes, you'll come back together then. With your bad selves. All, all that talk. All that yapping. All that criticizing and hating one another and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll bring you together. At least for the funeral. And then you live the rest of your life with regret. Pain. Until you get your heart right with God. And understand that God giveth and God taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay? Nothing belongs to you. Everything belongs to God, including you. So don't play with God. Stop playing with God. Start praying to God. Pray without ceasing like he told you to do. Pray always like he told you to do in another place. Continue instant in prayer like he told you to do in another place. And in another place, Jesus himself said, uh, gave a parable to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. I say, uh, uh, wait a minute, have you been doing that? No, you don't want to do that because that interferes with your dark and black nights of sin and debauchery and foolishness and the demonic darkness of homosexuality and lesbianism. And let me tell you something else. You don't get your heart right with the Lord. And I'm talking to somebody tonight. I can tell that. You don't get your heart right with the Lord. God will take you home. If you're his child. Because you don't understand. You, 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 you're not getting it. And before you bring more shame on his name. 
and you bring more shame on his son's name and on the church, he'll just take you on home. Now, God is very patient and God is very loving. God tells you, he gives you space to repent. God tells you to judge yourself that you don't be judged. God gives you the ability and the privilege to judge yourself. So that you won't have to get judged and chastised and rebuked by him. And if you don't do so, I've seen God take people home early. You know why a whole lot of folks have disappeared from the church over the past uh, three years? Not because of the rapture. It's because of chastisement and rebuke and God taking folk home for giving communion and taking communion unworthily. You better thank God that you're here. You, if you're still here listening to me, you better thank God you're here to listen to this. That's what you need to be thanking God for. It is applicable to the graces and comforts of the Holy Spirit brought into the souls of men. Christ gave the Spirit to those who are His to shine in their hearts and to be a comforter to them, a sun and a shield. That day which to the wicked will burn as an oven will to the righteous be bright as the morning. It is what they wait for more than those that wait for the morning. Christ came as the sun to bring not only light to a dark world, but health to a distempered world. Souls shall increase in knowledge and spiritual strength. Their growth is as that of calves of the stall, not as the flower of the field, which is slender and weak and soon withers. These saints' triumphs are all owing to God's victories. It is not they that do this, don't you ever forget it, but God who does it for them. Behold, another day is coming, far more dreadful to all that work wickedness than any which is gone before. How great then the happiness of the believer when he goes from the darkness and misery of this world to rejoice in the Lord forevermore. Glory be to God. Praise the Lord and amen. Holy Father God, thank you for speaking to our hearts from your holy word in a real sense tonight. Help us never to forget it. Help us to meditate on your word, to comprehend your word, to understand your word, to obey your word, to follow your holy word, to teach it, preach it, and to preach your holy gospel so that others may come to know your Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen.
Now, ladies and gentlemen, we move over to the family segment. We go to the family verses. A passage of scripture that I have dubbed the magnificent family verses that will save your marriage and make your marriage and family successful, not perfect. The only reason why this black American man is still married to this black, Chinese, white, Jamaican woman and you know when you get you mix the bloods up, you know you're going to have a problem. But anyway, uh, is because of this passage and God's grace and God's mercy. Okay, and you need God's love to make it work. You must be born again to have a successful marriage and family even though it may not be as wonderful and fantastic as you would like it to be. And let me just tell you something, husbands and wives, and I'm going to flip the script on you again that has been taught for years. Your marriage, your marriage's happiness and success cannot be based upon how your wife feels. Okay, men, you can't go by that. Your life and your wife's life and your children are going to be like this all the time. It's not about how we feel. It's about Christ being on the inside of us. Living through us. He's the one that makes the marriage work. Not necessarily teamwork make the dream work Jesus makes the dream work later for the teamwork is him in both the husband and both the wife if you got that you got something because the same Jesus pushing out his love through you is the same Jesus and Holy Spirit who's pushing out his love through her and pushing it out towards one another and to the children. If you don't have that action going on, you, you, go, you have a problem. You're going to have a problem on your hands. But if you have one who has Christ for real, he can salvage the marriage or she can salvage the marriage by, because Jesus Christ is that powerful on the inside of people. All of these little lies that you've heard from these sweet evangelical theologians and, and book writers, you don't need to be doing that. Don't even read those books. Read the Bible. And, and make sure you're saved and let Jesus Christ live through you. And you do what the Bible tells you to do. And I mean that. Let me say something else. Husbands, have you ever rebuked your wife? Have you ever corrected your wife? That's a part of your authority under God. You need to do that. 
stop being scared of her to do that. Because, let me tell you something. Just like Eve got out of hand because the devil deceived her. It is in the nature of women. I don't care whether the women like it or not. It is true. And they know it's true. They know it's true so much. So let me tell you. Let me let you in on a secret. They don't want me to tell you this. And by the way, Mrs. Steve Nutt is still living. Okay? So don't let me have to tell her on you. Uh... Tell on you to her, rather. Okay? She's the one who taught me these things. They don't want me to tell you this. Let you know the secret. They know deep down that they are vulnerable to getting out of line. They know that they are deep down vulnerable to being deceived by the devil and others. Males and females, they know deep down that they want, they need somebody to keep them in line, sir. And if you have abdicated your throne, you can't tell her anything because she's over you. And, 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 and watch this, she'll f flip the script on you and start telling you how it's going to be. Telling you what to do. And there's some women who don't have a problem doing that even though they know they're wrong. And even though they know they have a weakness deep down on the inside of them. They know that they are vulnerable and hit by the right devil or temptation. Uh, they can be deceived and fooled and bamboozled and before you know it, they wake up and they are in a mess. And they need a man, a strong man, a Christian man who's strong in the Lord and in the power of his might to every now and then tell her she's wrong, correct her, rebuke her, and say you're messing up. And you need to do that before she totally messes up. See, I detected this in my wife way back. And so God led me to come off the road to protect my children from her. That's a fact. And so I didn't let her mess up their lives. She did. She still did not show the love she should have shown. But I said, no, uh, no. You do what I tell you regarding these children. Now, uh, there's going to be a problem. You do what I tell you. I want them fed three times a day. And snacks. You're not, I, 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 I did not let my wife work anywhere. And if you're doing that, shame on you, sir. Shame on you. If you got children, particularly. Shame on you. Don't let your wife do that when you have children. You know where the daycare is? At the house. Am I right about it? Amen, lights. Uh, that's where the daycare is. The daycare for your children. Uh, do you really need two cars? Probably not. You don't need all of that. 
Ray, make sure you you raise your children and you're there for your children. And if she's weak and has issues, you make sure you're there to protect those children. I hate to say that, but I have to say that. See, this is one of the reasons why some women would rather go to a job somewhere. They don't want to be around their children. That's some modern demonic mess. And you have to put your foot down and, and, and you say, well, she doesn't want to do it. So, well, I mean, uh, so what? Huh? So what? That's what Lon Solomon used to say. So what? I don't care about whether she wants to do it. She's going to do it. She's under my authority. And when she, you say, well, what if she doesn't want to do it? In America, I can't make her do that. Well, why not? She married you. She uh, biblically, she's supposed to be a Christian. She's supposed to be a help me. Why? Why can't you rebuke her and correct her? And say, no. Here's the deal. You know, you do this. What I'm telling you to do. Uh, we don't need to be married. You don't need to have the privilege of being called a wife and a mother. So you know, I mean, that's just the bottom line. Whatever. And you got to mean that. When you say that, don't say it if you don't mean it. Now, I mean what I say. And my wife knows it. You know, when my wife, throughout the marriage, started acting better, when I got in her face, eyeball to eyeball, and I told her, this is what you need to do. So, go ahead on and do it. Because I'm not going to put up with this garbage that you, you and the devil are trying to put down around these children. Okay? And if you don't like that, you can leave. But leave peacefully. Go your way. Don't bother me. Don't lie on me. And don't bother these children. Just go on your way. Yes, I know that's complicated in America, in the American way. But I don't care about the American way. I care about God's way. And God, because I took that stand, blessed me, to raise my seven children... And to have her help do so. She did all of the dirty work. I made her do some dirty work this morning. I made her clean the refrigerator out. I said the refrigerator stinks. I want it clean. It's not, we're, not, we're not having a conversation. I want it done. Well, I just don't think that's how a marriage ought to be. Well, if you're a good wife and woman, don't have to be there. Well, I don't have to tell you uh, to clean the refrigerator because it won't be stinking. You, 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 if you were a good wife and mother and woman, you, I wouldn't have to tell you anything. But since you're not doing it, doing it on your own, I'm going to help you and tell you to do it. See, and so... I just want to share that with you men, you know, who are married, especially you uh, younger couples and everything. Somebody's got to be in charge, and, 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 and it's not both of you. So, but you can do what you want. Go ahead and do it the American way. Do it your way, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll see you at the finish line. Or we'll see you in the funny papers. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 24. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Isn't it interesting? We got women today who uh, don't mind submitting to a boss, don't mind submitting to a pastor, don't mind submitting uh, 
to somebody on the job, but despise submitting to the husband, the man who chose to pluck them out of singlehood and uh, to become and to have rather the privilege of becoming a wife. The devil is a lie. And so you remind her of that. And she needs to submit herself unto you on her own. If she does that, there's no problem. Verse 23, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. And we're going to leave it there for tonight, and we'll pick it up in verse 24 tomorrow night. If the Lord should tarry his coming, and we live. Let's pray for others. Let's pray for all, all families. And we're talking about families with a, ma- a male husband and a female wife. We're not talking about any other thing that man has made and the devil has made. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, for the healing of Christian families based upon your holy word. We pray for the salvation of families that are lost and salvation for those families uh, by obeying your holy word. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of all people who don't know your Savior. Revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving around the world. And Lord, I thank you again for being the God, the one and only God, that I can pray for millions of people and you can touch millions of people simultaneously. because you have that kind of power. And Holy Father God, we pray for all of us who name the name of Christ and say we are Christians. Please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, of not obeying your great commandment and of not obeying your great commission. And Holy Father God, I pray In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, please forgive us of our sins and help us to repent of our ways. Help us to humble ourselves tonight to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins and to get back to you, our first love. And uh, Holy Father God, We pray also for all government ministers around the world, not only for America, but from the President of the United States on down to all police officers. We pray for the police as well, the sheriffs, the constables. We pray for uh, their protection and uh, We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the salvation of all people who don't know you, for the revival of those who do, 
And we pray that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who are demon-possessed, not only uh, in the, the police department, but more among the citizenry. God, please help, help these police officers to be able to discern the difference. And Lord, we pray that you would surround them with the band of your holy angels as they serve you to keep law in order. And Lord, I thank you for them. And Lord, I do pray also <clears throat> in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. that, Lord, you would protect all of your Christian people who are being persecuted around the world, in China, in Nigeria, especially in America, and other places. We pray that you'll comfort the people who suffered a terrible earthquake in the Philippines. And we pray that you would still comfort the families in Uvalde, Buffalo, and uh, Highland Park, Chicago, and around the globe, who have suffered similar situations. And Holy Father God, we pray uh, tonight, yes, Lord, for the millions of people who are hurting and who are grieving and mourning and suffering, the death of loved ones, the hospitalization of loved ones, uh, due to the coronavirus plague and other plagues and sicknesses and illnesses. Lord, we pray for a few by name that you would comfort them all and be with them all and draw them to yourself. And Lord, prepare us for good days and bad days as well. We're no different than these people are. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies ourselves, for we're no better Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. We are your children for those of us who are saved and who are born again, but Lord, trouble awaits us as well. So Lord, help us not to get the big head, and Lord, help us not to become forgetful and get caught up in this world because our day is coming even regarding persecution we pray for the people who have been kidnapped Christians who have been kidnapped in Nigeria God have mercy God have mercy and deliver them and Lord we pray for a few coronavirus families by name we pray for the family and friends of California resident David Vasquez Jr. We pray for the family and friends of South Carolina resident Luscious Coulette. We pray for the family and friends of Fabjola Albania resident Fabjola Elizaj. Lord, I believe I got that right. We pray for the family and friends of Utah resident. By the name of Jerry Brent. 
And Lord, we pray for all of the people listed here. Uh, Jerry Brent Anderson, by the way. We pray for the family and friends of Michigan resident Linda Reese. And Holy Father God, we pray for all of the prayer requests that have come in. And uh, uh, go down to the next one. Next name. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. First, for all of the thousands you have given us the privilege to pray for down through the years. And we pray still for them that you would bless them with salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them and upon these. We pray for Pastor Bushibi. We pray for his church ministry. We pray for Nita. Please fix the complications with the utility company regarding the use of her sister's name. Protect the new house from theft and vandalism for her and her sister to be accepted into the state address confidentiality program. We pray, Lord, for Marie Grace. Please protect her and her family. Heal her son. Dean's heart, mind, soul, and spirit and deliver him from trans the demonic transgenderism and from the witchcraft that he is involved in cast the demons of hell out of him. Deliver Marie and her loved ones from the evil people who are pursuing them. Turn this ugly long-term spiritual battle into dust and stop her daughter. We pray, Lord, for Raywin from working against her. Save Dean and Raywin. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. We pray for all of those who have done so down through the years. We pray for a few by name, Naresh Babu, uh, Danielle, Raul, Saraluz, and Donna. We pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Help them to grow in the faith. Help all of them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray for Yesma, Isis, Miriam, Jeanette, Juanita. And Lord, we commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and not in ours. Uh, Let your will be done in their lives and not our will be done, but your will be done and let your will be done in our lives too and not our will be done. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and for his sake. Amen. As the music plays, I'll fly away. I hope that when you die, that you will fly away. God bless you, my dear friends. I will now see you next time. Oh, willing tomorrow.